Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Rise Together podcast. It's me, your host, Dave. I am excited in that we are, as a community, kicking off 90 Days of Courage. That's right. We're doing a 90-day community challenge where for each of the next 12 weeks worth of time, we're going to go topic by topic through the things that it takes to develop the self-awareness around where you currently are, the vision for where you'd hope to go, and the details of what it's going to take to actually get yourself there. It's a lead up to the release of my next book called Built Through Courage that comes out on October 26th. And as a treat for you, the Rise Together audience, I have actually grabbed the kickoff episode of our Built Through Courage, 90 Days of Courage morning show broadcast, where I regale the audience, and now you, with the story of my attempts at completing a triathlon, something that uh, I have so much pride for and was so humbled by because of the way it was way harder than I was expecting and that as much as I had some courage in stepping into something I'd never tried before, I also recognized that some of the preparation that was necessary for me to achieve greatness in this new space that I was walking into was work that I just frankly didn't do. And so I wanna to talk to you a little bit about what it means to have courage to step into something new, how in doing new things, you are likely to not achieve them perfectly the first time out, and how reframing the failure that you inevitably end up experiencing inside of new situations is part and parcel with what it takes and what it means to become who you'd hope to become. If you're interested in being part of this community, I hope you'll check out mrdavehollis.com forward slash book, where this 13 weeks of coaching a couple of unbelievable e-courses, one about finding your why, another about resiliency and mindset is available as a gift, a thank you for your support of me when you pre-order this book. But with that pre-order, you are jumped immediately into a community that is nearly 5,000 humans strong as we, for the next 90 days, charge towards the life we deserve. Embrace, cultivate, the courage that's necessary to leave what we know for the life that we need. For now, enjoy this, the conversation about a triathlon and the work that is required when you hope to take a step closer every single day to who you were placed on this planet to become. 
What would the world look like if we all pushed ourselves to have candid conversations with people who didn't look like us, think like us, or live like us? I'm Dave Hollis, and I'm on a mission to learn more about this world by meeting more of the people who live here. You may not always agree with everything you hear, but I guarantee you'll come away more informed on topics you might never have thought to seek out before. This isn't just a podcast, it's a community. And when we raise each other up, we all rise together. Tell you what, the power has been out at this house. Satan trying to get in the way of us kicking off this 90 days of courage. Power came back on. We are going to do this thing. We're in the office. It is time. We're late. We're trying to do this at 930 Central every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But for today, we're starting at 953. Power challenges. I can't control the power on the grid in Dripping Springs, Texas. But I'm happy that you are here. Happy that uh, I am here, frankly. Uh, I have just returned from having been for the weekend in Idaho. I was uh, in Idaho doing the uh, much talked about prior to the Idaho Triathlon Triathlon. And uh, I'll tell you what, there were so many things, so much, uh, so much emotion, so, so many learnings in this uh, wild weekend of trying to do something new for the very, very first time. I uh, had never previously done anything in uh, the world of triathlons, as it were. I've previously run a marathon. I had, uh, yeah, gotten this road bike with the appetite to do this, but never had ridden long distance. Uh, and I'd certainly never swam in open water. And that open water piece for me was definitely the thing that uh, going in, I knew I was not, uh, I was not ready for it. I just was not ready for it. And, uh, and so there was something interesting in my ambition to put myself into a situation that I'd never previously been inside of. And this reality that I was, I just knew going in that I was not ready necessarily for the, uh, for the open water swimming portion of it. And yet I decided to go do it anyway. And uh, as it turns out, if you saw my post from yesterday, I, uh, yep, pushed myself into the situation. I uh, got to the venue the day before to do like a little walking around, check it out, see how, uh, it looked in real life, and one of my most immediate first reactions was, this is wildly different than the pool that I have been training inside of. Wildly different than the pool I've been training inside of. This is a big old body of water, and they had an estimated 2,800 participants doing the event. So not only was it wildly different than the like, circumstance inside of which I had been training, but also, I'd never one time swam in the pool while I was training at my house with someone who was close to me also swimming in the direction of the finish line. The night before, uh, and anyone who's tried to do something new for the first time, I'm sure that you've had this experience, right? The night before, I had so much anxiety because I was not, again, not worried necessarily about the bike, not worried necessarily about the run, definitely worried about this swim because it was only in standing in that circumstance that I now had real clarity on how big a departure this 
adventure was from any reality I'd previously experienced. And so I barely slept. I will tell you, ooh, I barely slept the night before. Uh, but even though I was nervous, even though there was, you know, plenty of reason to say like, man, I'm not sure this is the thing. I was like, I'm going to do this because I've said I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this because I've prepared for it. I'm going to do it in part, frankly, because I told all y'all I was going to do it. I was like committed to doing it in part because of having publicly suggested I was going to. And when I got to the event that morning, I, I don't know that I've ever been as serious as I was in the hour and a half leading to me putting my feet inside of the water. I was serious and I was focused and thinking, you know, like through every single thing I had been told by either my coach or something I watched on YouTube or it just all of it. And there is something in going into open water swimming for the first time that no one can prepare you for. I'm sure there's plenty of analogies. It's like, and I have no concept, right? The first time that you have a child or the first time that you skydive or the first time that you do anything that you just are, are never ever had an experience with, within one minute of them having counted down and sending us off, I was very conscious of being beyond my depth. I mean, this was like, oh wow, I am having trouble controlling my breathing and we're just starting. I've got a full mile of swim ahead of me. Woo, okay. And so it required like real, real breath work, real like, okay, just be careful and conscientious and one stroke at a time. And I had my buddy, Randy, who'd been my coach right by my side. And the whole time he's just like, you got this, you are doing this, one stroke after the next, don't, don't overthink it, reach for deep breaths, you're okay, everything's gonna be fine. And I got about a half mile in, right? So like a half mile of a mile of the swim in, and I got kicked. And this is again, one of those things, like in my pool, when I was training in my pool water, not open water, learning here, uh, there was no one kicking people in my training. And so for that moment where I took a foot to the face and it, and it took me out of this like focus that I was able to keep one arm, left arm, right arm, left arm, right arm, I all of a sudden panicked as you might. There was, I said someone, a good friend, put a quote up on my post yesterday uh, that is attributed to Mike Tyson. Everyone's got a great plan until they get punched in the face. I can attest to this. <laughs> so, I now have, uh, in having been kicked, uh, am, am like gasping for air. In a way that like previously I was having trouble getting deep breaths, I now felt like I was almost hyperventilating. It felt like I was having, not to be dramatic, but like I felt like I was having a panic attack. And the, the problem with a panic attack in open water is that like, if you can't catch your breath, then whoo, you are gonna have trouble continuing the swim. And as it turned out at the exact same moment that I'm having this happen, not one, but two other people in the water have a reaction at almost the exact same time where they have raised their hand and said, I can't do it, come help me, right? I can't do it, come help me. Which if you are in your head, questioning if you have the capacity to do it, the last thing that you need is evidence of someone else around you raising their hand saying, 
I can't do it. Send the boat. Send me the boat. Throw me a line. Do something. Because as I'm now like trying to catch my breath and what is going on and oh my goodness, am I going to drown? I now I'm getting evidence here of other people who've recognized I can't do it. And so now my buddy's voice, the guy who had been by my side for this first half mile, I can't hear him anymore. All I can hear is the voices of these two other women, one on her back, like just trying to like swim on her back and the other dog paddling, I can't do it. And all my, all my brain can say then is, I can't do it either. <laughs> I can't do it either. And it was such a frustrating moment. It was such a disappointing moment because I knew if I raised my hand and asked for them to throw one of those little lifeguard buoys into the water, even if it was just for a second, that I would immediately be disqualified. And so like I, I knew, be careful, don't let your hand go up. If it goes up, it's not, gonna, it's not gonna be a thing that will have you feeling as good about yourself. And at the same time, in that panic moment, I was like, it don't matter, I need me a lifeline. So I threw my hand in the air. And my buddy Randy was like, you're okay, you don't need it, you're fine, it's okay, it's okay. And I was like, Randy, I am sorry, I feel like I'm drowning, I need a lifeline. And so, God bless it, this woman on a little kayak swims over, she throws a little uh, a floaty over, and I put my hand on it, and immediately, I'm disqualified. I'm disqualified from this thing that I was super, super excited about completing, and in that moment, there was this voice that was like, you didn't do it, so you might as well just go in. You didn't do it, so you might as well just go in. It is over. You can head on back to the house, lick your wounds, train again, come back next year. You didn't win. You didn't, you didn't do enough work to make it. And this is, not your, uh, this is not your triathlon. It's okay. As I started to like make my way toward the side, and I was like, no, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I might be disqualified, but you know what? I am heading toward the bikes. I am going, I am gonna keep going toward these bikes, I'm going to the bikes. It may not result in me even getting a time. The people at this organization aren't gonna recognize that I even finished the stinking race, but I have to finish this race for myself. And so I made my way to the bikes, got on the bike. It's a 25 mile bike ride. I, of course, like I saw Heidi, she was like the greatest, oh my goodness, the greatest cheerleader of all times through this entire lead up the morning of the event itself, but here she was on the side as I'm coming out of the water and she's like, you did it, you did it. And I was just like, I, it took everything to not start crying. I was just like, uh, I had to get help. I had to get help. Uh, I wanna start crying now. So I had to get help, you know? And, um, oh my goodness. Anyway, um, so I had to get help, but I had 25 miles of biking ahead of me and so it was like, I could, you know, like sit there in like that lament and that disappointment or get on the dang bike, right? So like pulled off my swim stuff, put on my bike stuff and got on the bike. And so for an hour and 30 or so minutes, I rode my bike right next to my buddy, Randy, right? Right next to the guy who had been so encouraging that entire way, so encouraging. And uh, maybe like five miles in, he's like, man, I'm just so proud of you, you know? And I was like, oh man, like I didn't finish. What are you talking about? You know? And he's like, no, like 
you, you finished, you just needed a little help and it's okay to ask for help, right? Like you needed some help, it's okay to ask for help. And I was just like, man, thank you. And I was still pretty, like I'm still pretty down. Like we're like now 10 miles in, 10 miles in, driving through like riding through some like cornfields. And he looks over at me and he's like, man, I'm so proud of you, Dave. I'm just so proud of you. And I was like, Randy, I had to ask for help, man. Like you finished without having to ask for help. I had to ask for help. And he's like, hey, you know, like, it's okay. Sometimes we have to ask for help. Sometimes you have to ask for help. You're, you, you're learning such a great lesson of what it's going to take for you to be ready to do this race next time. You had to ask for some help and it's okay to ask for help. But if you had not gotten in the water the first time and started swimming to realize how much more training was necessary, you wouldn't know what you need to do next time. So I'm just so proud of you for getting in the water because a lot of people wouldn't even get in the water. I was like, okay, Randy, don't make me cry while I'm riding a bike. We're going like 17 and a half miles an hour. I don't want to crash this bike. So we keep on riding. And like 15 miles in, Randy again look, looks over. He's like, man, Dave, I'm just so proud of you. And now I'm like, not you. You know, like it seemed like the scene in Goodwill Hunting where he's just like, it's not your fault, Will. It's not your fault. Like, not you. Like, anyway. But like, he just kept saying these same things. And it was this amazing fuel to keep on going in a race where I was already disqualified, right? I was already disqualified. When we just kept on going, it didn't actually matter as much now that I'd raised my hand and asked for help, even though I was embarrassed and even though I was disappointed in myself. And I end up finishing the, 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 the ride, get into the running stuff. Running is my jam, so I was like happy to get to the running. We got through the run, I finished the race, and it was such an amazing, like the feeling of getting down through that finish line was fantastic, right? It was so fantastic. But it also was this like really interesting, and I, and I had a lot of notes from people like, don't be so hard on yourself. And, and I, can, I can hold like the feeling of victory in the decision to push forward and continue to do the race, even though I didn't, have a chance to get to the leaderboard, didn't have uh, an opportunity to, to finish knowing that I was going to like have the race official. I can hold that I still had like the pride from that, right? But I also, I don't feel badly about holding myself to a standard of acknowledging that I said I was going to train for this race in a certain way. And I said I was gonna be ready for this race in a certain way. And I represented to myself more than anything that I was gonna do it. And I know that I didn't, right? Like I know that I didn't train in open water. I know I didn't have the swim coach that I needed. I, I know that I didn't do some of those things. And so there's this interesting like, whoo, like potpourri of things that end up coming as learnings where I think just as humans, right? Like we can both be super proud of finishing and still disappointed that the finish was good enough, but not really a reflection of what we could have done if we had given all of our effort in the prep, right? And so I'm just, I feel super, super grateful. God, there were so, so many unbelievable notes from all y'all. Like I love the beauty of being able to live inside of community like this. It is such an amazing thing. 
I am, I'm so grateful I see Heidi's watching. I mean, like Heidi was the most incredible cheerleader for me through this and, and just has been so supportive, so incredibly supportive. And I, and I know that like, it's just not, you can't, you can't do anything that matters in life without having people supporting you in your life. But I'm really grateful more than anything for the way that failing at this teaches me how to win at it. I, and I'm not saying that I failed because I understand like the finish for me was the win. But not doing, right, not doing it as well as I know I could have if I'd actually have done the work to train for that open water swim, then I would have a completely different feeling today because there would be integrity between who I hope to be and how I actually showed up. And it's not like lost on me that like, hey, I wanted to be able in some respects to have this awesome thing happen just as we were gonna start this 90 day challenge, right? Just as we were gonna talk about being built through courage and having the courage to step into who we were meant to be. And here, like, I'm hoping to teach you something and I am being taught the thing I wanna teach in real time because so much, right? So much of what I wanna talk about for the next 90 days and the way that we're gonna dive into coaching tonight and the way that each week, hopefully, we're gonna be fed something that's gonna help you think differently about where you'd like to go knowing first where you are and then what it's gonna to take to get from where you are to where you wanna go, that it's gonna require courage, right? That it's gonna require courage to step into places that are completely disorienting and completely, completely <laughs> triggering to every one of your insecurities, but that you have to have the courage to walk toward those things if you're actually going to feel the way you'd hope to about yourself. There's, I think, something incredible for each of us to ask this question of really understanding, like, where are we, right? Where, where, are, where am I doing a deep inventory of myself in the last, you know, 24, 48 hours, the last two years, right? Like, where am I? Where do I have opportunities to grow? Where do I still have liabilities? Where do I still have things in coping mechanisms or in taking easier ways out or leaning on some of my natural gifts, but not fully exploiting my potential, where, where can I still focus on those things, right? Like I start this work and I start this conversation with all of you for this next 90 days in, uh, in an ask that you might consider thinking about kind of where you are, right? Where are you? Where do you, where do you right now have some great strengths and where do you have some some spaces where you could still do some work so that when you cast a vision for where you want to go, that we're able to put together a bit of a plan that realistically, honestly understands the work that it's going to take to get from where you are to where you want to be. Um, tonight's coaching, we're going to talk about casting a bit of a vision for where you'd like to be. And, and the work that we'll do over the course of the next 12 weeks is really going to be 
how do you put that plan together? How do you understand your identity? How do you understand what your fear is? How do you understand the, all the things that currently have you feeling the way that you feel so that you're able to create a plan that meets you where you are and helps you get to where you wanna go. Anyway, I'm super excited about it. This is the book, Built Through Courage. If, uh, if you have pre-ordered the book, Tonight at 7.30 p.m. Central Time in our private Facebook group, we're gonna dive into coaching. There's gonna be a little PDF workbook so that it turns into active learning. I've already received some questions from you that I will be answering inside of the group. And then we're gonna create a community page that will let each of you interact and support each other every single day throughout the next 90. My hope in um, in the challenge is that you'll identify, someone said, funny that the background on the cover is open water. It's hilarious. <laughs> I was, when we were driving away, Heidi and I were talking and I was like, God, that was, uh, that was such a frustrating thing. And it was so, it was such a like crazy thing. But I, I know that I have to do it again. Like I have to do it again. There is no way that I cannot do it again. I have to do this again, but to do it again, I'll have to actually train the way I should have trained because now I know what's required to succeed. And I think part of what we'll get into in this and the way that you like reframe failure and the way you push against your fear, so many of the things that we hope for in our life sit right on the opposite side, on the other side of our biggest fears. And uh, I, this is a little page out of the book, right? A little image out of the book. This is your safe harbor, right? Your safe harbor. And right here, there's this thing called the pool of fear, right? Your safe harbor is surrounded on all sides by the pool of fear. And the, the pool of fear, it's like a, it's like a, a moat, right? Like there's no drawbridge. There's no way to get to learning. There's no way to get to growth unless you push towards and through your fear. And so reframing failure and thinking differently about how we charge toward and challenge our fear is going to be a huge, huge piece of it. So anyway, um, if you are interested, if you are up for it, we are going to do our first live coaching for anyone who's pre-ordered the book tonight at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. And then for each Monday night for the next 13 weeks, it is uh, one of the things that is a thank you from me to you. If, uh, if you, if you pre-order the book and coaching is not enough for you, um, good news, there's also a Finding Your Why e-course. It's a four-part course with a PDF workbook. There's a resilience and mindset course, a five-part course with, a, with an e-book, e um, uh, with a, a, a PDF. Uh, it's all available as a free thank you for your support of me. I appreciate it. You go to mrdavehollis.com forward slash book. I'll put that in the comments here so you all can see it. Will the coachings be recorded? They are going to be recorded. They'll be saved inside of our Facebook page. So um, when you pre-order the book, you request to join the group. I can see someone here in real time saying they requested but haven't been accepted yet. We're working through all of the uh, requests in real time. So we'll make sure we get everybody in there. And uh, I'm excited. <laughs> Rise Together is hosted by me, Dave Hollis. This show is edited by Andrew Weller. 
with production support by Sterling Coates. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. Rise Together is a product of The Hollis Company.